Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. A trip down memory lane for the wild through the Northwest Division or the old Northwest Division. Stops in Calgary, Edmonton, and Vancouver on the trip. And so far, not so good for the Wild. Dane Musitani covers the club for the Pioneer Press online at TwinCities.com. And uh, Dane joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Hey, Dane, it's been a while. I hope you're doing well. I'm doing well. How are you, Steve? Yeah, good. I enjoy your chats with Henry Lake on the Lake Show here on yep. News Talk, 830-WCCO. Uh, H is a good man. Uh, Dane, it, it is a trip down memory lane. Uh, this, this was commonplace. Uh, Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver on a trip, and here we go again. And So far, the, the, the Wild have struggled a bit. Yeah, not not the best road trip so far. And if you can think back to last Sunday, um, thank God the, or the Wild were able to kind of pull out that game against the Dallas Stars in overtime because – that was kind of when the shaky play started. The Wild were up 5-1 in that game last Sunday when the Vikings were playing, so I might have flown under the radar a little bit. Um, surrendered that four-goal lead, went to overtime, and, and managed to pull it out in a shootout. Um, but since then, the things that kind of plagued them in that game have, have, have kind of continued to take over. Um, lost to the Calgary Flames. They go up, and then they immediately surrender goals, you know, that's been a problem this year, not being able to kind of put the foot on the gas pedal and, and continue to drive. Um, and then last night against the Edmonton Oilers, just not not very competitive from the jump, um, never led. Managed to tie it 2-2, but things got away from them down the stretch. And, you know, Dean Evison talked about it after the game. Um, they, they fired a bunch of shots on net, but too many perimeter shots, made it really easy on the goaltender. Um, that's been another common theme this year, too. Um, just not getting enough bodies to the front, not kind of committing to – to making it hard on the other team, and um, the up and down play continues. Yeah, and the roller coaster ride, whatever, and it, it goes and fits and starts. It 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 seems like they they get in this mode where it's okay. We're we're back in the mode where we're going to try and outscore clubs, and then they get back to basics, protect the goaltender, and uh, play more disciplined hockey. And they they seem to right the ship and easier said than done but you know maybe maybe trying to run and gun with the Edmonton Oilers isn't a particularly good strategy no it's not a good strategy against the Edmonton Oilers but it's also not a good strategy against anyone for the wild yeah Um, they have Kirill Kaprizov so I think people just kind of assume like a super skilled bunch who can just kind of outskill teams on any given night Uh, they can't they have to play gritty there's their their skill, as Dean Everson will kind of say over and over again. A lot of their skill comes from their grit. So once they play and commit to that hard game, um, you'll see breakaways the other way. You'll see them kind of working it below the circles and, and kind of taking advantage and, and scoring goals that way. Um, but if you want to get into a run and gun game, the Wild aren't good enough to, to keep up with some of these teams um, as far as that skill factor goes. So they need to tighten up in their defensive zone and and. And when they do that, you see them have success. Um, so it's kind of, I think, 
the coaching staff and certainly the fans are kind of pulling their hair out wondering why don't they continue to commit to that um you saw the four game winning streak um aside from a shaky end to it with with the Dallas win last Sunday um they were committed to their own zone and they were scoring goals the other way because of that um and now on this little blip in the radar with losses to the Flames and now the Oilers heading into the game against the Canucks tonight um you know they've just gotten back to let's try and outscore teams. So I would expect a a, a commitment to their own zone tonight. I'm kind of finishing out this road trip. Um, but yeah, they're, they're certainly set up to be something that could have served as like a launching pad for the Wild this season. Uh, it's kind of been anything but. It's turned back into like you said, just the roller coasters, the ups and downs. Um, that's kind of defined this season so far. Yeah, and deep enough in the season, you can start to draw some conclusions that they are going to need to grind it out. Now, mm-hmm. the good news after Vancouver tonight, they get Edmonton. They've had a ton of success in St. Paul with the Oilers. Uh, and then you get Detroit and Chicago. I mean, there's a chance between now and Christmas that they're going to get some clubs where they can get some points and get some momentum. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, they've had success, like you said, against the Oilers at home. That Red Wings team is, is much improved than they've been. Um, but, you know, that's a game that at home you should win. And then Chicago is a disaster. Um, pretty clearly trying to thank for that number one pick at this point. Um, and then I think they go out to the West Coast and they play the Ducks and then the, the Sharks, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So yeah, there's certainly opportunity here. Um, it sets up nicely on paper. You know, if you take care of business tonight against the Canucks, you get three straight at home and then a couple easy road games, easy in, in quotation marks. Yeah, it sets up to, to win some games and bank some points before Christmas. But, you know, the Wild have not proven that night in, night out, you can just assume they're going to beat a, a team that on paper is worse than them. So they've been riding this roller coaster all year. Um, yes, I think they'd certainly like to bank points before Christmas, um, but it's by no means a, a guarantee. Um, but I think that is something that, that Coach Gene Nevison and, and General Manager Bill Garrett will be stressing to the team. Like, it, it's time to go. Um, you know, we, we've kind of put ourselves in this position. We need to create some separation here. Yeah, and Dane, it, it's not a club because that is, is going to have a lot of options uh, come trade deadline. I know that that's a long way in the future, but it's mm-hmm. like, you know, are they going to have a lot of options to improve the club to to make that push and ultimately get into the playoffs? I I, I just feel like, and, and you alluded to it, that you know they're they're just going to have to, you know, grind and hopefully sneak in there because you know there, there's there's still that huge salary cap issue, and I don't think fans should lose sight of that. That you know they they're still in cap hell. Parisian suitor contracts that that's a reality for this team yeah the flexibility like you said it's it's not vast it's not like they can just go sign a top tier player this off season or trade for a top tier player and extend them um because all that stuff right. costs money and, and like you said it's about 12 million dollars in dead cap between the two of those guys uh good news is the cap's going to go up at some point that should help the wild alleviate some of that pressure Bad news, I guess not bad news, but with that comes with, you know, contract extensions. Matt Boldy's going to need a contract. The guys like that, uh, Kirill Kaprizov, you're going to have to pay him again. Matt uh, Zuccarello, he's in the final year of his contract. So it's not like when the cap goes up, you're just going to have a bunch of money to spend. Um, you're going to have to spend it internally. Um, I do think Bill Guerin has at least made some phone calls, fielded some phone calls. 
Um, I know he he said three weeks ago when he traded for Ryan Reeves, like he's still looking scoring. He, you know, he didn't say necessarily I'm I'm trying to trade for a top six center, um, but he hinted at it by basically saying I'm always looking. I'd like this group to figure it out on their own. I'd like them to kind of take the onus on themselves and and be able to kind of score goals and and, and prove to me that I don't have to make a deal. Um, but you know Bill Guerin, like he's always searching and he's not afraid, sir, and, you know, by any means to to shake it up and and, and make a move. Um, but with that, like you said, comes uh, how much flexibility do they actually have? Um, they have picks and they have prospects and the ability to kind of make a trade if they have to. Um, it just has to fit under some really really tight salary cap constraints. So uh, the Wild. And uh, the Canucks tonight, a late start, 9 o'clock out in Vancouver. They return home. And as we mentioned, uh, they they get uh, the Edmonton Oilers uh, here. They'll have Detroit, Chicago, and Ottawa on this four-game homestand beginning Monday night in St. Paul. And, uh, Dane, I, I know you spend time on that Viking beat as well, Vikings-Lions tomorrow. Quick thought on that one. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be – a much closer game than, than we would have thought a month ago when, when Detroit was kind of sitting, staring down one and six, and you're thinking, okay, Dan Campbell, that era's done. Uh, hottest team in the league the last month or so. Yeah. Four, four, four wins in their last five appearances. Their one loss came against the Bills on Thanksgiving, and they probably should have won that game. Um, so this is, you know, this is not a walkover game for the Vikings. I don't think they're approaching it as such. I think they understand how dangerous Detroit is. Detroit almost beat them earlier in week three, and they weren't even a very good football team at that point. So it's something the Vikings aren't taking lightly, but I think the opportunity to win the North is something Coach Kevin O'Connell has has preached and has hammered home this week. You don't get a lot of opportunities to do that um, in a road building to, to lock up a division with a month to play. So I expect them to come out hot, motivated, um, we'll just see. I mean, that Detroit offense, as crazy as it sounds, is pretty potent. Where we've oh, been used yeah. to kind of the, the Lions falling by the wayside, being irrelevant by December. Um, meaningful football in Detroit is being played in December, um, and I think that the, you know, the Lions are going to kind of rise to that occasion. Um, we'll see. We'll see if the Vikings do it too. Yeah, they, they can run the football. They got weapons on the outside. And- Hey Jared Goff, he he's not terrible. The, the the Jared Goff's one of the better quarterbacks the Vikings have had to deal with this season. They've they've certainly got some breaks on mm-hmm. opposing quarterbacks and and on the injury front. Hey Dane, it's always great. Uh, thanks for the time. Yep, anytime, Steve. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.